Toontown Public Works is not for kids, even though Sir Casey and I are childish cartoons. We try our best to keep the show PG-13, but regardless, we do talk about a lot of adult content. Stuff like weird sex things, and, um, and butts! We also have a Patreon now, where we post things like bonus episodes and periodic newsletters about things that are interesting us at the moment. So, yeah, check that out uh, if you're so inclined. Enjoy the show! Toontown Historical Society presents Toontown Public Works, a program where three highly unqualified doofuses make a mockery of themselves in the name of preserving this great city's forgotten classics. Hello and welcome to Toontown Public Works, where we trudge through the ink to find hidden gems. I'm Ishii the Raccoon. I'm Casey the Dog. I'm Sir the Cat. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, how do we start this usually? I think we just kind of like say dumb shit. We ramble. Us. Yeah. We ramble like, uh, like, like we never rambled before. We're ramble champions. We mean. Rambling. A- Yay. Um, so this podcast is a podcast where we meander and ramble for, I guess, an hour and a half, and uh, you listen to it. So uh, if that sounds really good for you, then stick around. Otherwise, you could just go ahead and give us that one star on iTunes. See ya, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's over. <laughs> it's already over. Uh, no, um, seriously, uh, this is a uh, cartoon podcast, as always, as you probably could tell from the previous 43, no, pre- 42 episodes, maybe. I don't know. I lost count. Uh, and when we start talking about the podcast, when we start like or in the, the main mode of the podcast, the first thing we do is we talk about the cartoon news. Um, I don't know what's into me today. Honestly, I'm just saying things in ways that are probably a little bit bizarre. Um Okay, I want to start with something relatively small, but something I'm really interested in. Uh, there's uh, a, a new like initiative at Pixar called Spark Shorts. Uh, basically, what it is is that uh, at, in, on, on top of like the normal shorts they do before um, their own films, uh, they're going to be doing these things called Spark Shorts. I, from what I understand, uh, they're going to be like a Disney Plus thing after a while. Like they're going to be ones that are exclusive there, um, but what they are is they are shorts that are kind of in a smaller budget. Like you can tell that they kind of like a little bit cheaper than what you would normally see as a Pixar short. Uh, but, uh, they are able to make a bunch of them, uh, in like a single year. And they also are about topics that are a little more adult than you would normally get. Cause like they actually like cuss and stuff. Um, and that's not like a thing to say, oh, it's more mature or anything. It's just saying that like it can be more adult if they wish to it's, be. Yeah, because uh, like there's the reason it makes me happy that strong language is allowed but not necessarily encouraged is just that uh, the public like the 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 public seems to have this opinion of cartoons as being for children. And uh, mm. we are vindicated as people who spend a lot of time and effort <laughs> enjoying <laughs> cartoons as adults. 
so I I had to I had to revolve my work schedule to uh, like leave get there early and leave early to make it to a cartoon thing to, for this podcast we're doing. So yeah, that's that's not unfair. Um, <laughs> may I may I say a thing? No. Yeah, go ahead. This podcast ah! is for me and HT. It's cats. <laughs> cats are not allowed. I'll get no back cats. in my box, I guess. No, please speak. Yeah, but we love yes. your words. I, I feel. I feel like. I feel like animation gets pigeonholed into one of two extremes, where you can't. You can't do a curse, or it's turbo f- <laughs> piss all the time. And it's. It's nice to see something that can strike a balance between that two and get like. The backing of Pixar, you know? Yes. I hope the way... I think all of us would agree with that. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I hope the way that uh, Alex censors that string of profanities just makes a meow just last for, like, several seconds. (laughs) Um, A very very low pitch, like, slowed down (laughs) meow. (laughs) Or he could just copy and paste that sound HT just made. You, yes, it, do you that. Killed him. Um, <laughs> um, okay, <laughs> okay. So, uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really interested. There, there is, there's one. Uh, there's actually two shorts as of this recording uh, that are currently up on Pixar's uh, official YouTube. Uh, one being the one I've seen so far, which is Pearl, um, which is about a yarn going to a very tech bro. Uh, company and not really fitting in until she knits herself in the form of a tech bro. Uh, and I, that's, uh, that's not really spoilers and I'm not going to say the entire plot, but it's, it's a really good short about like women in the workplace, which, cause apparently the story was like based upon a bunch of women's actual experience with being part of the animation industry. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's a, it's, it's cool. I, I dig it a lot. And uh, I h- highly encourage uh, if if these shorts are going to like integrate like stuff that Disney would not normally talk about, then hell yeah! Like if they can make a gay pro gay or maybe like a trans short, which I really don't see why they wouldn't, considering what they're doing, uh, that would be really freaking incredible to see from the Disney company. Uh, well, the, so I think the one reason they wouldn't would be if they aren't hiring those people. But we'll see. I'm I fingers crossed that we that they use think, this I as think, a mighty force for good because I really liked that short that that we watched. I think Pixar has a pretty decent size. Like they actually had like a whole video where like they were talking about like all the people who actually like animators and s- stuff like that. But I guess that's fair. Well, to be fair, Disney has a lot of uh, LGBTQ like animators and stuff on their side, so. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's uh, like the, I mean, like Byron Howard and all that. But like, I think yeah. also another part of the Spark Shorts like initiative is that it's supposed to be like people that really haven't had any direct control in making a short. Like as of that, it's like they're not like getting like Brad Bird to make a short for this thing. It's like people who are just like animators who have their own personal stories, kind of like what like Cartoon Network does to like make pilots for things where they just kind of go to the various show writers uh, and have them pitch ideas basically. Um, So yeah, I I think that's a, I think that's a, I'm excited. That's all I'm going to say about, but that's all I really have to say about that. So um, 
see. What else did I want to talk about? Uh, Casey saw How to Train Your Dragon 3, and I saw The Lego Movie 2. I feel like we should hold off on talking about those subjects, because I'm going to be seeing How to Train Your Dragon very soon. And I don't know like if you two are going to be seeing those films anytime soon, but... Um, I, I feel like that for right now, the discussion could be there. I, I'll just say that I did really like the Lego movie too. Um, and you did really like it. You're saying, yes, I did okay. really like it. Yes. Good. And, uh, Casey liked how to train your dragon, right? Yeah, it was pretty good. Diminishing returns, but pretty good. All right. Um, so anyways, uh, let's see what else, what else, what else? Oh yeah, Frozen 2, that whole thing. I was waiting for you to bring that up. That's right, there was the trailer for Frozen 2. It looks uh, good. Yes. Yeah, it looks It looks good for now. It's, it's very... Uh, the trailer was a lot more ambitious than I expected it to be. It looked very dramatic. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I'm actually really digging the stuff. Like, uh, honestly, just look it up. It's pretty easy to find. Uh, but... It, you're gonna you're gonna have to go to the dark web to see the frozen two trailer <laughs> <laughs> oh god uh did, okay so did you two see wreck it ralph 2 i didn't i did not okay so uh at the end of record like at the very 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 end uh like there's like a after the credits there's a thing that says and now a preview for frozen Spoiler 2 alert. The screen goes black, and then it's fucking a Rick roll, but with like the Wreck It Ralph characters instead of uh, Rick Astley and shit. Wow. Um, <laughs> that's yeah, that's a thing that time, happens in the timely, theater. Timely reference. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad they got. I'm glad they got up on. I'm glad they got up on that trend before it got old. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but anyways. Uh, but yeah, with uh, Fro- Frozen uh, Two. Uh, like basically they're just showing things of her being more of like, like Elsa and Anna being more of like a proactive hero type as opposed to just a typical princess, which to be fair, they kind of were that in frozen, but like, this yeah, one more, like but in this trailer, that's yeah. all they are. <laughs> they just, yeah. It's like, <laughs> they are only Olaf shows up once. Like that is, <laughs> oh, yeah. Olaf only shows up once and he's in the background being saved by Elsa. So, you know what? If that's their philosophy, if like that's what they're going to try to say is what Frozen 2's tone is going to be, I'm for it, honestly. Um, but Elsa better uh, be gay. <laughs> yeah, th- I really that hope that's that be the case. No, I, 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 I do, I, I do want to bring up something real quick about that. Uh, yeah. So there's this, in the trailer, there is a uh, woman that shows up uh, in the trailer for like a split second along with like a guy, like a blonde haired guy who's like being swept up by the wind and stuff. And um, here's the thing. I, I am uh, like, people are trying to say, Oh, is that supposed to be Elsa's girlfriend? And it's like, I, I'm like, no, it's not because I know exactly who those two characters are. Uh, and this leads me to me predicting the plot of frozen two. So then you guys can tell me that I am so smart later on. Um, so uh, how we play this game is I do exactly that. Uh, I tell you what's going to happen, and you're going to tell me I'm smart later on once they finally reveal what the full plot of the movie is. And we um, keep notes. Yes. We uh, keep horrible, so, horrible notes. 
Well, I mean, this is being recorded and put on the internet. So, I mean, it's not like you can't be nitpicky. You're, you're going to have a permanent record of this. Uh, but, okay. So, the plot of this Frozen movie is kind of taking a little bit from the original source. Uh, a friend of mine was telling me how like the original version of the Ice Queen story had, had uh, the Anna character going through uh, different kingdoms of seasons, uh, like spring, summer, autumn, and then winter, where uh, Elsa is. And uh, one of the things you see in a wide vista is, is this kingdom of fall and autumn. So I'm assuming that that's what they're going for, is that this is a kingdom of autumn. Now... One thing I'm personally think is going to happen here is it's like there's a little bit of thing because there's also a princess of like thieves in uh, the Autumn Kingdom, which might be involved in this, but I'm not 100% sure if it will. And I don't think that's what this uh, brown hair girl is, though it's possible. Um, but what I what I know is that the blonde hair, uh, the blonde haired uh, uh, guy and the brown haired woman are in fact Elsa's mother and father from when they were kids. That is a flashback scene because they have like they they have like almost the same facial structure. Same like if you look at the portrait of the parents, in fact, in they actually show up in the first Frozen movie, they look very similar to those people. And that's what it is. And I think what's going on is that his that Elsa's mother has fall powers, like wind and autumn and leaves, and control those elements. Pumpkin that's spice lattes. Yes, clearly. She, uh, she can she can play Nick Drake <laughs> from her hands. Uh. <laughs> oh, the, the the patron saint of uh, basics everywhere. Yeah. Um, <laughs> her name her name is Pinteresta. <laughs> wow. Um, wow. But no, that's 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 what I think is going on here. And I think what the plot of the movie <laughs> is is that Anna and Elsa either get something that's has them think that their parents are still alive, or they have something they want to learn about their parents. They get like a note about like a family friend or some treasure in some other kingdom or something that they had access to or something. And throughout the journey, they learn about the fact that her mother has fall or autumn or wind or some powers like that like similar in the similar vein Elsa's and the reason why they sheltered Anna so hard in Frozen is because something that Anna's mother uh that Anna and Elsa's mother did uh in the fall kingdom that they're going to visit is going to be like something that makes them like either something that she did or like how she was perceived by those people basically made it so she feels scared to have like her family go through the same things that she did. And that's what's going on. So that that is my guess. Yes. That's a good idea. I think that's a good plot. And that's what I think is going to be the case. Cause there's, I, if I'm right, you can tell me I'm smart. If I'm wrong, then oopsie doopsie. But we, we I am already, very confident in this. We already know that all three of us are dumb. So that is the dumbest yes. of them all. <laughs> I win at being dumb, dumb. dumber and dumberest. <laughs> uh, yeah, very good. I like your idea. Um, yeah. Uh, the other thing we wanted to talk about was the shorts, right? 
Yeah, because I, I want to talk about the shorts, and then I want to get to Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, but I want to talk about the shorts first so we can have okay. Cirque in the conversation a little bit. Because yeah, so, I'm just pretty sure Cirque's just going to want to like, disappear for Kingdom Hearts 3. Um. So me and me and HT both watched all of the Academy Award-nominated jorts for this year. Um, uh, the animated let's ones. See. What? I have to be yeah. honest, my audio just cut out a little bit, so it sounded like you just said Academy nominated jorts. That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> you you heard correct. We we watched Best. the Oscar the Oscar nominated animated jorts for 2019. Best jorts uh, in an animated film this year. Um, yeah. Uh, let me pull up the list. Nominees are Miss Incredible. <laughs> Damn, they really are. Uh, they really are expanding the uh, categories this year, huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm pulling up a list so that I can look through them. All right. So a lot of, uh, uh, in fact, four out of the five animated shorts that were nominated were about parenting. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so something is happening in the collective unconscious to want people to, to make people want uh, animated short films about uh, parenting that are sad because that is what they were. I mean, uh, I mean, I mean, not to not to be disparaging. I enjoyed no, no, uh, no. all of them, but <laughs> no, 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 no. I, what I was just going to say is like. I mean, it's getting to the point to our like the '90s generation, our g- generation are basically getting to the point where they're like, where they want to have kids, you know, like they actually kind of want to get to the point where they actually want to become parents, and therefore they're making films about that subject. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's that's also true with like a. I think that's also like I think that was also true with like video games where like you see so many like dads protecting little kids in video games after like in pretty recent years. Uh, it's been kind of tapering off, but I mean, well, no one has it because one of the last games was Dad of Boy. So, um, <laughs> but uh, anyways, go so on. There, yeah, there weren't any I hated. Uh, yes, I, 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 would, I would agree. Yeah, so just uh, it looks like the list provided uh, I'm seeing is in alphabetical order. First was Animal Behavior, uh, Mm -hmm. which is uh, that's the short film about uh, the animals in therapy and they're Mm -hmm. they're in a group therapy because they're exhibiting behaviors that are common to their species, like uh, like a praying mantis who eats her partner's heads uh or like decapitates after yeah and then a leech that's like clingy get it yeah clingy and you know so like like that's that's the that's the concept of this one and it's the mm. it's, it seems like the lowest budget animation that there was uh yeah you know it, it, it had, just looks like a it looks kind of like a mid-range adult swim, honestly. Yeah, but it was uh it was clever at times and it wasn't it wasn't unsympathetic, uh you know, like it it had some amount of pathos. It wasn't like really edgy. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I don't know. I I kind of liked animal behavior. Uh it's it's I I I dug it too. Uh and I will say that for a while I was afraid that the gorilla was supposed to be the protagonist and like the voice of reason. But mm. then it was clear, very, very clear that no, he's not. 
he's really not. <laughs> yeah, but, like that's that's what it is. Is a is a gorilla, a, a highly cynical and easily angered gorilla, comes in and kind of causes the uh, like the conflict. He's basically a stand up comedian, more or less, which yeah. is awful. But um, um, but yeah, I mean, it was pretty good. It's the one I'm least interested in talking about, actually. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, didn't you like the dog in that? I did. I liked the dog. He he was a cute dog. Yeah. Um, that was my guess of what your favorite character was, but I guess yeah. I was wrong. And you're, no, 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 no. You were you were probably right. It was a cute dog, and I liked him. <laughs> but but it wasn't it wasn't uh, it wasn't the most interesting short that I saw. Well, no, it's not. It's so, not. It's not. I just wanted yeah. to ask to see if you. I was right about that being your. No, favorite you were. You were dog. right about that. Yeah. Um, so the next one was Bao, which is the one uh, that was before Incredibles 2, right? Um, uh, yeah, Bao was before Incredibles 2, yes. Oh. Yeah, so uh, so I'm, most yeah. people probably saw that one. You know, it's a, it's about the, uh, the Chinese woman who makes the dumplings, and one of them becomes a metaphor for her son. Uh, and that yeah. one is very good. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, I you know, I feel again, like I've already talked about it on this yeah. podcast. So like the, not the just next, in general, but like in this podcast. So. so the next the next three are the ones that I really want to talk about. Um, okay. So yes. l- late afternoon is an Irish. Uh, it's an Irish uh, animated short uh, that's supposed to <laughs> represent. Like I'm starting to get choked up talking about it. It represents like this woman who's oh. like uh, who's getting Alzheimer's. Uh, and uh and so you you kind of see uh you kind of see her experiencing uh experiencing her life in bits and pieces as she tries to recall it uh mm-hmm. and uh and all and- the while uh the daughter of the uh the daughter of the uh uh of the woman that's like got Alzheimer's is packing up mm-hmm. uh to probably send her to a home <laughs> Yeah. So they don't explicitly say it, but that's almost well, certainly that's, what's going on. And that's and that's what's really that's what's really beautiful about this cartoon is it does it does so little telling and so much showing. Uh mm. and uh and yeah, like that it has a it has this kind of adorable sort of like storybook style to it. Uh mm-hmm. and uh yeah, it was, a lot of interesting It stuff was the short colors. that made me cry. Yeah, yeah. This was definitely the one that made me cry. Uh, yeah. Um, and, uh, and yeah. So the the next one, it's, it's, it's good. It's, I kind of, it's kind of like that one episode of Bojack Horseman in season four, but my, uh, my favorite one is, uh, it's, it's, I don't want to spoil it too much, but if you've seen Bojack, you know what I'm talking about. Um, uh, my favorite one is going to be the last one we talk about, actually, because it is also alphabetically the last one. <laughs> uh, but the next yeah, I know. one, I, I, that was uh, go on, go on. Uh, uh, I was just saying that was also my favorite one. So just yeah. Go, go so, on. so the next one is one small step, which was uh, that it was a uh, a really beautiful looking uh, animated short about uh, about uh, a a girl who really wants to be an astronaut. And, uh, and uh, hmm? oh, sorry. I just no. want to say that this was a uh, uh, Chinese uh, U.S. co-production. That was one of the things. No. Yeah, that, actually, why don't they, why don't you talk about this one? Because I've spoken the whole time so far. 
okay. Um, I mean, uh, what one small step uh, of the? Honestly, I feel like uh, if I were gonna rank these, I would say that this one was the one I didn't like the most personally. I mean, it's it's got stuff to talk about, but I mean, it's the. I mean, it's a plot that like is been done a lot, and yeah, it's not a bad see, plot. And no, I love, I, I love. It's I love the animation style. I love the uh, visuals and everything going on. But basically, the plot is just that there's a father who has a daughter who wants to go to space, and uh, when and so she's like basically studying to be an astronaut, and you know her going through college, and then basically, uh, I mean, it's a plot you've seen a million times. Spoilers: the father dies, and then after he dies, she gets the ability to like work through her problems to and go gain ahead her and, independence and yeah and then became an astronaut the end yeah like, it's, it's 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 really cute it's the the visuals are uh amazing in this one that's the only thing i thought was that really stood out to me was that it, it's it was sort well, of like a hybrid of 3d and 2d animation you know it seemed like it might have been like right. cell shaded in such a in such an interesting way uh, and I, I thought it looked really pretty. Um, and that I was, I mean, the it, it was pretty. Yeah. Uh, my, my, my one thing about that is that just, uh, I feel like I've seen this art style done a little bit better, Yeah, but it's I like, but it's, it's still good looking. I think it's, yeah, it, it's okay. I think it's my least favorite of the bunch just because I knew exactly what was going to happen like throughout, uh, and that's not necessarily interesting to me, <laughs> uh, yeah, but it which, was fine. Which was brings fine. us, which brings us to uh, apparently both of our favorites. Uh, the the one that really stood out to me is being unique, uh, visually fascinating. Uh, oh wow, so much to say. It is, it's called Weekends, and it's uh, and it's a, a cartoon mm. uh, about a kid whose parents are divorced. And uh, and it shows his weekends. Uh, it shows his weekends when he's staying with his mom, and contrasts them with the weekends where he stays with his dad, and sort of the trauma he experiences as he watches both of those characters sort of grow into new lives. Uh, and uh, there, there's no dialogue in this one, uh, which I didn't even realize until just now. It was just very subtle. There, there's no dialogue. It's all like the like my favorite my favorite detail is that uh, is that when he's with his mom, the music is always Eric Satie. And when he's with his dad, the music is always Dire Straits. Uh, And uh, Mm. and uh, and I I just really think that's an interesting contrast. I'm I'm trying to think of the order to talk about these things. I mean, it's. It, I don't think we necessarily need to do a full summary or anything, no. but like, uh, you could definitely look it up and try to like find it if you can find these. That's that's the thing that kind of sucks about this is that uh, a lot of times these are harder to find until like after the Oscars are out. Yeah, uh, like you might still like if you live in a larger city, you might find a presentation where they're still doing it uh, actually no they wouldn't uh, be doing it after it might but. already be on youtube i'm looking up right now is it weekends a personal story or is it like 15 minutes or three minutes long that's probably i like mean it'd be 15 15 more of a 15 minute short honestly okay um well it's on YouTube, i don't know then. all right well if it's on youtube then we'll put in the description because i feel like that's a good one but if it's um. not then just 
yeah, it's 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 a really good short. It's really f- fantastic. Uh, it's and it's yeah, an I, I feel interesting like blend uh, of. Uh, I, I feel like uh, I I I just want to do want to say before we move on because I actually really did want to talk a little bit about this. Uh, weekend really struck home to me because it reminded me so much of my experience with my parents in so many ways. Uh, and yeah, it was cause like, you know, they weren't divorced, but they were separated and I did have, you know, weekends at my dad's place and it kind of gave me the same vibe as the two things. And I really do like that, that they do not demonize one party over the other. It's just uh, two adults who can't live with each other really. And they had a kid, so they have to figure out how they're going to split time between the two. Yeah. It's, and it's surprisingly nuanced. Like it's very, it's very good at sort of, uh, at sort of showing the intricacies of that sort of lifestyle. Yeah. And uh also there's a really cute raccoon throughout. Yeah. Uh, and and yeah, some sur- and some surreal horror. Yes, that was yeah. that's some of the best part of the movie. It's like there I guess she, the kid will have like nightmares and her his nightmares are horrific. Um oh. yeah. So if you're into surreal horror, there's a little bit of that in there for you too. Uh, this this checks a lot of boxes for me. I love 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 this short and I hope it wins. Yeah, me too. Me too. Ah, that's such a good short. Um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> I feel bad now because we kind of been butting Cirque out of the and conversation now we're, and so now much. We're about to talk. Yeah, about it's all something. good. Keep going. It's all good. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's this is, uh, this is this is good content. Keep going. Um. Well, I mean, we're basically done with uh. The Oscar shorts. Let's see. That's something else you wanted to add. Um, Were there any that stood out to you other than those? Uh, let's see. I'm trying to remember. There, the the theater I went to showed two honorable mentions. Um, one of them was something about a pirate that didn't really vibe with me. Uh, and I don't remember what the other one was, so it must not have been all that memorable. <laughs> Um oh uh the uh the weekend short uh yeah it is it is actually on uh Twitter though I'm not 100% sure if it's like the legitimate release of it so I don't know um we'll look into it Yeah if we're able to uh, find it then we'll then we'll post it in the show notes Um Yeah I don't know that's really all that's really all I have to say about these shorts uh, I really enjoy going to the theater. So like overall, I think that I liked m- more, like I had a harder time choosing <laughs> last year and I, I kind of liked the variety a little bit more last year, but I was mm. still, I was still very impressed. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like that's, I think that's completely fair, uh, from what I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's still, I still enjoyed myself. Uh, the worst part is that like some of the uh like in the in the AMC one I saw in the theater um there was like a really like they also had like uh like 
like notable honorable mentions, like a couple of the shorts from the honorable mentions uh, show up. And those ones were not very great, honestly, but you know, surprise, surprise, because they weren't nominated for best animated short, but um, it's, but yeah, the, the, the collection that I saw there, all of them had me engaged in one way or another. I really liked the subject matter of a lot of them. Uh, and yeah, it's it's a good, good collection of shorts. Uh, yeah, and I, and I think that we should encourage short form animation. Uh, we we spent sure. a lot between this and the, and the Pixar, Spark it was called, right? Uh, yeah, spark, yeah, spark shorts. Yeah, spark shorts. Between between those two things, we spent a lot of time talking about short form animation uh, in this introduction. I mean, to be f- uh, to be fair, we our entire podcast is about short f- short form animation. So yeah, I guess that's true. Um, so yeah, I don't know. The we're going in. We're about thirty minutes in now. Uh, the last thing we really have to do. You talk think about, any of them are gonna win? Uh, well, one has to. <laughs> Well, well, I mean, I mean which one do you think? I think Bao's going to win. Uh, Bao's most likely going to uh-huh. win just because it's the Disney one, and that's the one that the canopy people probably have actually seen. Um, yeah, they don't they but, don't take animation seriously. The Academy doesn't give a single solitary fuck. <laughs> uh, no, they really don't. So, <laughs> uh, so I, in fact, I would consider mine and HT's consensus about which one was the best a higher honor than an academy award so you're welcome <laughs> i actually <Right>. agree <laughs> <laughs> so there you go not to put us Raccoon on a and dog yeah. seal of approval <laughs> exactly yeah there you go um so uh, so, uh okay so, the last thing is kingdom uh, hearts 3 i guess i don't want to talk a lot about the story of it to be honest but well. See y'all. Uh, see y'all in a little bit. I'm gonna jump into the door to darkness now. Okay, let's be brief, and then we'll invite Zerk back in because I do want to talk about it. All right. I mean, I, I do want to talk about it because it's Kingdom Hearts three. Um, are we? Are we okay. going to issue a spoiler warning for this? Yeah, spoiler warning from here until. All right, and here here is a good three to four seconds of silence for you to prepare. It's good enough. <laughs> let's, uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and talk um, about this now. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Kingdom Hearts 3. So, I really, really liked it. I know people are disappointed, and in some ways I am too. But here's the difference between me and a lot of other people. I had no expectations coming into this. I basically was like... I'm, I don't think this is going to be the worst game I've ever played. I don't think it's going to be the best game I've ever played. I don't know if it's even going to be the best Kingdom Hearts I've ever played. So, you know what? I'm just going to fucking jump in pretty much blind. And I, I think it uh, was the best Kingdom Hearts I've played. <laughs> okay, fair honest. enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, I will say that's not... Well, okay, it's... It's tough. Um, it's one of the most fun I've ever played. Uh... In terms of just like the gameplay and sometimes the story. Okay, this is the most fun a lot of the Disney worlds have been in a long, long, long time. Uh, And while there are definitely stinkers in the Disney World section, uh, mainly I don't like Monstropolis too much. Uh, 
but I feel like I'm in the minority there. Uh, the Toy Story but, world was exhausting to me. <laughs> uh, but the Toy Story world was my absolute favorite. That was like the one that I felt like nailed what I want from a Kingdom Hearts. Oh, it was um, just it was just like wandering. World. It was just like wandering around the toy store and not knowing where I was supposed to go that I found obnoxious. Uh, well, they like, did tell you where and, you're supposed to go. Yeah, but I wasn't paying very close attention, and I was a sleepy boy. Oh yeah. Uh, well, that's that's your fault, then. <laughs> yeah, no, I guess it is. I guess it is my fault. I soiled my own experience. There was a lot I liked about the Toy Story world. I liked Andy's room. I liked how everyone was in character. Like that. That is the yeah. really great thing about I, I Kingdom love... Hearts Three is that, like, in, in the previous Kingdom Hearts games, it felt like the story of Kingdom Hearts was something that was happening around these characters as an ambient part of their lives, and in Kingdom Hearts Three, mm-hmm. it felt like. Uh, it was like the Disney characters were not totally inconsequential. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. And they, they, they largely stayed in character without having to like, just repeat lines from the movie over and over again. And they um, didn't. And, and the dialogue in the localization didn't make everyone sound like moon men. <laughs> <laughs> That is very no. true. Like they actually are using like proper <laughs> things to like proper, like, like terminologies and yeah. they sound yeah it's not, it's not awkward it's good mm-hmm. i like it um and i really love what they did with the uh, the kingdom of corona uh even though it's or Corora, I, don't, I don't know corora i'm not sure um but i like that one a lot because uh it's because like bef- like the, the second half is pretty much just the movie and a lot of it's through cutscenes, except for like the boss fight but like everything up to then is like if you want to do a recap world look at this one as your example because it really does make it feel like you're organically been inserted into the film um and that's like that's kind of rare for kingdom hearts honestly (laughs) like that's why i tend to like prefer like the sequel or like uh, you know, just general worlds like uh, like the Toy Story one or like the Big Hero Six one, uh, because when they have to insert Sora into the plot, a lot of times they just tell him to like fuck off for a bit, and then they do the actual story plot as opposed to like actually including him into it. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's 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 uh, it's good, and uh, I, I'm saying this completely like. I'm actually wearing uh, some Kingdom Hearts slippers shaped out like Sora's shoes from Kingdom Hearts One right now. I'm really, I, I'm really happy with them. They're so goofy as hell. They even have like belt buckles on them. <laughs> it's so dumb and it's great. That's what that these okay. That that's actually my philosophy here for Kingdom Hearts Three. It is so dumb, but it's fantastic. It's great, and I would never ever. It's comfy. It's like it's easy to slip into it's just it, it it's it's something that i love despite how much it frustrates me at times so uh, especially the, when it comes to like the kingdom King- hearts plot yeah the metaphor for kingdom hearts 3 is kingdom hearts 3 brand slippers <laughs> it's kingdom hearts 2 technically oh, but yeah. <laughs> oh all right well it's uh so yeah like i i don't know i i could not in good conscience recommend kingdom hearts 3 to anyone who a has not played or otherwise knows and somewhat cares about the story of kingdom hearts which is hard to care about because it's stupid and i love it uh (laughs) and uh 
and uh, also people who love sitting through cutscenes because boy howdy <laughs> oh like, no the, this it is, is the nearly, most cutscene heavy one it is nearly half the game my my friends that is <laughs> that is yeah just how that's it that's is. a really unfortunate uh, thing honestly like there's not even like very good ending worlds honestly because they're basically just like one maze and like a room or something yeah but i don't i don't uh, want to say anything about the ending uh yeah I mean, there, there are things I, it, I, the ending's I, there are things I want to say about. There are things that are really f- obnoxious and uh Yeah. So so there you go. If you Kari got that, screwed over, okay? That's all I'm it, gonna say. Yeah, it's it's the type of it is exactly the type of thing where if you think you're the target audience for this game, you probably are. <laughs> there you go. And yep. if you if you're on the fence, you're probably not. <laughs> so that's uh basically, yeah. That's that's where I that's where I fall on this. Uh anyway, that's all I really wanted to say. I have a question now that I'm back and my name is Sixerk. There we That's go. Awful. I, I, threw a, I threw the fucking X in there. Sirks. Ricks. Yes. Risks. Ricks. Oh, there you go. That's even worse. Oh my fucking god. Yeah. Okay. It's like, but it's got a little cat hiss in there. So uh, you two have finished the game, right? Yes. Yeah. Are there any square characters in there other than the world ends with you people? Nope. Not even them. No. Well, okay. The, well, okay, okay. There are Moogles, and there's a reference to Cloud. And a reference that to That doesn't count. They, they mention Aaron as well. That doesn't well, count. Oh, yeah, they do mention Aaron. Uh, yeah. uh, let's see. I'm trying to think of. Well, there it's are not any that others. big a deal. I mean, honestly, oh. sometimes the, the Final Fantasy stuff was some of the most distracting things for Kingdom Hearts. So. I like the Final uh, Fantasy stuff. Oh, it was yeah, okay, but they did they at least replace them with uh, some deep cut Disney characters? There are not many. I mean, they replaced it by making very. Yeah. I mean, they, they replaced them with like a ton of deep cut Mickey shorts as like mini games, but then also like they also did, I did replace it with like actual. <laughs> I, I played a bunch of them. They're actually pretty That's fun. Um, kind of disappointing, but, uh, but well, I mean, they also like put good. in really. They put in a lot of effort into the Disney worlds, which I appreciate because they've been kind of f-ing slacking on the series. You can't deny that. Like, there's like one world in every Kingdom Hearts game that's like fantastically well done, and then we like everything else is like okay to bad, and then this one there's no bad. There's just okay to fantastic, and I will yes. I will take that if that means no more Final Fantasy characters in the series. I will take that. That's. That's a good trail. I can live with that. I can live with that. <laughs> I'm yeah. pretty ambivalent like, about it. So whatever. Uh, I don't know. The, the last thing I want to mention real quick before we go to get into it is uh, I'm finally getting all caught up on DuckTales 2017. Oh. Um, oh yeah. And it is. Okay. So I do not misunderstand me when I say this. Uh, it is uh, maybe my favorite or second or third favorite show that exists ever. Uh, and <laughs> and oh it's my like, God. it's a, and, and I don't mean that like, like I don't mean it's the best show ever or the second or the third best, just that uh, it's the m- most fine. Just that it turned you into a duck. Yeah, exactly. It is. It is. Well, it, it, it didn't, but yeah, it, it is the most, 
it, like those those things happened in the opposite order. <laughs> um, I mean, Casey has an intense love for the Ducks, yeah. Yeah, but but like it, not, like I'm it's just, it's just the I'm most just it's just the most it's just the most fine tuned for my specific my highly specific taste. Um, and uh, I'm I'm obviously a big fan of like the source material, the comics. It is not a faithful adaptation of those by a Country Mile, uh, and it is not a faithful adaptation of the old one. So you cannot go in expecting those things. But uh, one of the villains is a billionaire tech bro <laughs> and that's great <laughs> um and uh i don't know there's so much i would say about it but we're running short on time and we should really get into the cartoons we should also talk about the patreon first okay patreon uh we got so one. it's very yeah. helpful to our editors aki and alex because we do not see a dime off this. All the money that you put into Toontown Public Works goes directly to funding our editors, who are very helpful in mashing our words together into audible form. Yeah, uh, so I do want to announce something pretty big about the Patreon here. Um, so. Uh, we had this thing called Two Town Chronicle that was kind of hard for us to maintain just because, uh, well, not all of us are writers on this show. What we're going to do instead is that we're going to have another podcast, you know, a very tiny one. It's not going to be in the same length as like our Toontown Public or our Toontown Nights, which is the new Two Nights being the other uh, bonus podcast that we do where we watch a bad cartoon movie and have to say something nice about it, which uh, is available to our Patreon subscribers. But uh, we're also going to have another one uh, that's going to be just basically Toontown Chronicle. Uh, but instead of it, you know, it's just basically all five of us just sort of like taking five minutes to say something nice about a thing that we like or maybe like a life update or uh, I, I like I like this concept a little bit more uh, I feel like it's a little more up, uh, like uh, akin to our how we do things around here because it's and yeah it, it should be it should be a lot of fun to put out as well so uh, yeah uh, and we we already mentioned the Toontown Knights, which yeah, uh, and honestly, well, both of these are going to be available for five five dollars and up for now. I'm considering like other pricing ranges here. I I just need to figure out what I want to do with that. But uh, if you want to donate less or you know anything like that, then by all means, you can absolutely do that for sure. Uh, like we appreciate anything that helps our editors get the job done. So yeah. Uh, Thank you for the people who have already supporting it, and uh, hopefully we'll be seeing you on the podcast here soon. And uh, by the time you're listening to this, uh, the first uh, episode of Toontown Chronicles should be up. So, yeah. Hope y'all enjoy it. Uh, it is new and weird and fun. All right. So is there... I think that's it. So, yeah. Patreon.com slash T-T-P-W. T-T... P-W. Tiger, tiger, panther, grizzly werewolf. bear. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. It is a werewolf. Why did I say G? What the hell is TTWG? <laughs> what the hell? Toontown Public Works. As in Toontown Public Works. So, uh, patreon.com slash DTVW. Okay. Now, 
to the actual podcast or what we normally do, which is we watch a cartoon that has fallen to the public domain or is otherwise easily acceptable. Uh, not acceptable, accessible. Why can't I say sometimes? Words? Sometimes I, I th- acceptable. <laughs> Well, there's sometimes acceptable. Oftentimes, no. Uh, we had to reject a cartoon last time because of uh, certain things. We won't get into it, though. Um, but yes, if they are acceptable, we will talk about it. Um, I ate it. And it <laughs> I'm surprised you could swallow it down. It was so foul. Uh, anyways, uh, let me go ahead. Uh, the way that we uh, do this is we watch a cartoon off a DVD collection uh, that has like a bunch of these cartoons that like are public domain, easily accessible, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and the way that we decide is through a selection at random on the list. All right. Drum roll, please. Okay, um, so we are going to watch a cartoon called a uh, cartoon portrait, as in okay, car and tuning a car cartoon portrait. Get it? Oh, you, so C A R T U N E portrait. Yes. Tile. Very weird. All right. Get it. I don't know about you, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to instantly hear a contradiction from Casey, but I love this cartoon. Uh... (laughs) No, I liked it. This cartoon. It took a while to get going, it's, but like, that's, that's it, did, it was it was a slow burn. It's it starts boring and it ends glorious. So it's uh, it's it's yeah, uh, it's a pretty good I, one. Well, no, because like I feel like pretty much start to finish, it's good. Uh, that's how I feel personally. Um, but yes, it, it, the ending is definitely a little bit more exciting. But I like the premise a lot. Um, I mean, for one, uh, it starts off with just like a Monty Python hand, like drawing a bunch of different cartoon animal people. <laughs> it's such uh, a weird sight. Yeah, it's a it's a weird sight, but it's it's entertaining. Uh, we did we did multiple then, times say, "Look at these good good animals as they're getting drawn." Oh no, that's kind of fantastic art style. That's one of the best parts of this cartoon. Um, it's Max Fleischer, but it's Max Fleischer. So there you go. Um, so, like, once they're all drawn, then the lion comes on this stage, who's like the conductor of an orchestra, which of of these animal people, and he says, like, like I don't know exactly what he says because I honestly was having a hard time understanding it but for what i understand people from what casey and circus saying is that it was he's basically apologizing for cartoon animals being super silly and like doing slapstick and hitting and chasing each other uh and wants to make an animal cartoon that is classy yeah basically. that was basically is, is him, uh, basically. him saying like him saying like like as you may not know us cartoon animals uh, appreciate uh the finer things you know like classical music uh, and 
and then he starts the orchestra and you see like these silhouettes of animals and they're very well done silhouettes. You can tell what all the animals are just from the silhouettes, which is a, which is great. Uh, but this is the, the reason I was bored is I, I didn't really feel like there was any indication to me that we would be getting anything other than silhouettes playing music. And that's what I found boring. (laughs) Well, they, Uh, they turn around on you. Yeah, no, that's, and that's, that's the thing. I I did like it. Eventually it's just like the start of it was like, uh, slow to start. And then they, and then as soon as the lights come up on the orchestra, they start doing silly things because of course they do. They basically uh, well, just yeah. start being the crap out of each other with their instruments, and it's great. Well, I mean, it's it's a little more complex than that, because basically what's going on is, well, first off, there's a couple of animals that are just in general being kind of jerks to the other ones, uh, just for a little bit, though. Uh, but then, like, there's the bagpipe bird. Uh, the bagpipe bird basically <laughs> is the dodo from the Wo- Lo- Looney Tunes cartoons, uh, and is just straight up, like, doing stuff like bothering the person next to him uh, and like, like using a violin as a bow and arrow to hit people with uh, bows for like, you know, string instruments. Uh, and it also peeps in time to the music, which is a really good touch. Yes. The, the, the he does beep in time of the music. Uh, and like, like then, then like a bunch of like monkeys on a one giant flute, uh, you use it as like a pea shooter to shoot at the thing. And like, it, it, it's, it's really weird, but it's very good. Cause like very it nice eventually culminates. Text. Yeah. It eventually culminates with like the bird being tied in, like basically beaten into like the back of like a cello and then a dog person putting a <laughs> like a bike <laughs> pump in his mouth and then making him <laughs> inflate which is like <laughs> and we should probably also mention why we call him bagpipesberry because as he inflates his uh i think his feathers turn into like little bagpipe horns it's yeah it's basically a I swear to God, I've seen that character in FA. It has to exist. But we can't. Um, we can't skip over the the dachshund, who's a very long boy, and is oh yes. and is asleep in the front while his while his hind legs are doing little tippy taps on a xylophone. Uh, it's perfect. And, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The seal, the seal. We gotta talk yeah, about the seal. That's what's next. Oh. Is there's a, there's a seal who plays like a whole bunch of instruments, including the banjo. Yes. <laughs> Yes, um, there are that so many, so good. many good animals in this one. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a very fun short. And yes, the lion gets like a drum thrown over his head and stuff after everything falls apart. Yeah, uh, and it's good. It's good. And as a cartoon animal, I approve. So thank you very much uh, for this short, uh, Max Fleischer. I appreciate it. I enjoyed it. Um, I also extremely enjoyed it. It was very good. I think good way to start off the night. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so with that, let's go to the list. Drumroll, Alex. Mm-hmm. HG has powered down. Three Stooges. Oh, 
Glossary <clears throat> Stooges wasn't bad, right? Uh, we we're gonna watch a cart. Hmm? No, we didn't hate it. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> um, we're gonna watch a episode called Superman, as in S O U P Man. I got excited for a moment for this. Hmm. Yep. Okay. Nope. It's it's not it's not the Gizmonic Stooges. That's for sure. Okay. Okay. It's bad. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not okay, good. Here's, here's, it's not good. No, it's bad. Actually, it's <laughs> really bad. But well, not really bad. But it's bad. Uh, but okay. I want to say this about this cartoon. One thing that's been bugging the ever-living crap out of me uh, with uh, the Three Stooges cartoons, and it's honestly the problem that a lot of cartoons that were like adaptations of live action movies ended up doing which is what since is that there was a writer in the room or maybe all the writers or maybe some of them but uh, no there was at least one person in the writer's room who was like there are multiple people they're cartoons so therefore they can do whatever that is they want this is and then they can just do weird outlandish things like like dealing with a robot bear or like uh, fighting a flea that's like like super strength and like can toss them throughout like all over the place here. Uh, this short could be a Three Stooges short, like an actual like live action Three Stooges short. There's nothing so bizarre that like 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 you could just do a like Charlie. Ch- like it's no wouldn't be more complicated than a Charlie Chaplin uh, like production, basically. I'd say maybe That's the true. part where I'd say maybe the part where Curly Joe flies over a building might be a little bit difficult Again. to portray in live action. But 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 no the. No. No, that's super simple. You have a static image of the Curly Joe just kind of going up around like a photo or just like a matte painting bullshit. Something like that. Like, it, you can do that. Sure. Um, it's, it's, it, I, 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 honestly, from like my just knowledge of like that kind of thing, like it wouldn't be hard to make that thing. That's, they've done we, like more complicated special effects than an actual Three Stooges short. I'm gonna, I'm gonna guarantee you that. Um, and that's that. That's the thing. Is that that's the thing that this short does not do, and therefore I like it a little bit more than the other. And like the the dentist one was also okay because for similar reasons. Fair enough. All right. So th- here's the summary. It's like extremely brief summary. Uh, they try to eat soup to get superpowers, and then Curly Joe falls out of a window and gets jettisoned by a clothesline over a building and then they all try to eat soup and fly and then the cop tries to arrest them for loitering. That's that's the story. (laughs) I mean, there's Um, also an agent that looks like Hitler in it. That's a thing. Yeah, that mustache did not age well. Uh, But that's not their fault, I guess. Um, Uh... I have a feeling that the shorts got made after uh, World War II. Good point. Probably like the 50s or 60s, right? I don't know. That kind of uh, makes it even. <laughs> well, whatever. I don't know. The 
regardless um it's that's 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 my problem with this cartoon is just that the conclusion is so strange like the police officer coming and telling them not to stand on a sidewalk is really weird why did he do that i legitimately (laughs) think um, that they ran out of like ideas for an ending yeah and that's that's what i that's what it felt like to me is that they were like well how do we conclude this and they're like i don't know maybe they're running away from a cop and it's like all right that's slapsticky okay (laughs) I mean, okay, I think I think what they were probably going for, because like what the cop says is that, you know, you're blocking the street. The way that the, 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 this was drawn, they're really not. They're taking up like a person's length of like of like a pretty big sidewalk. What they're probably like imagining, like when they were first like making it is instead of them being stacked up on each other, that they were kind of just spread out on the sidewalk. And that might have been justified. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's well, the the really weird, weird thing to me is that if a if a police officer came up to me and said, "Stop blocking the street," and I start and I started walking away, I would no longer be blocking the street. In this case, they run away. <laughs> I don't like. Yeah, is that is that kind of weird? That that's the, no, that's that funny. Is, that is Action is happening. I don't know. It's funny. <laughs> I'm using air quotes. Yeah. It's yeah. funny. <laughs> so I don't know. It's. I mean, I think it's. I think. I think. I think it's because like there are a lot of Three Stooges shorts where they end with them being chased by the cops, and I think they instead of like, but like instead of like giving them a justifiable reason, they just evoked the this classic Three Stooges trope to try to end the cartoon, even though it makes no sense to do so in this way. Yeah. Um, Spe- speaking of a lot of uh, Three Stooges shorts, this is apparently. Episode 111? Yeah, hmm. I believe it. I really do. That's insane. They have a hundred, like over a hundred episodes of this. I mean, that's maybe, maybe it's they like don't... a season. Maybe, but I doubt it. Honestly, yeah, I mean, clearly really seasons this way. Clearly, they put so much work into it. How could they make a hundred of them? <laughs> 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 yeah. It's like Gravity Falls. Mm-hmm. They just ran out of energy to do any more. I, I can't see them doing 100. <laughs> one one other thing that I'd like to note that's good, going along with HT's, uh, HT's response, no live action stuff this time, which is very nice. That's always nice. I mean, if it was the 111th cartoon, I mean, no shit, there's no live action saying They probably stopped doing those like a year ago. <laughs> like... <laughs> So I watched this on YouTube, and there was a live-action bit. Mm. What I think happened is that uh, they. my guess is they reused the live-action segments, and our DVD collection mm. probably removed the repeats. That's real nice of them. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a guess, obviously, but that... Mel Creek just keeps on looking out for us. Not yeah. always, but... So there you go. I don't know. Yeah. So let's go ahead. Let's finish things off with one last cartoon for the evening. Will it be a bang or will it be a whimper? We don't know yet. No, we won't. The only one who knows is the list. Drum roll, Alex.
Okay. Um, we are going to watch a cartoon uh, that is stars Popeye. Hopefully this is a good one and not one of the fucking awful ones. Yay or oh um, no. <laughs> it could be either one of those. So there's no <laughs> middle ground on these. Um, um, and we're going to watch a uh, episode called Greek Mythology. This sounds like it might be okay. I mean, maybe. 1954. All right. Well, we'll see. Popeye's dumb, stupid babies. Yeah, that's a question. Yeah, he has, he has kids now. Where the where the hell do these kids come from? I think they're nephews in the same way, like that. Huey, Dewey, Louie are nephews for Donald Duck. I like. I'm almost positive that is exactly what they're going for here. I think that I um, think Popeye asexually reproduced. I think he. Oh God! Like. <laughs> I think that like I don't want to. Okay, let's not. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I don't want. I don't want to think about budding Popeyes. They, that sounds really <laughs> unfortunate. Honestly, they do look very much like nail forms of him. They have the same. Uh, they have the same squint and the same like tooth and the same jaw. Give and, give them and five. A hive mind. Give them five years yeah. and they will be grown to uh, a, to like uh, the same size. Uh, but anyways, uh, so Jesus. Okay. So the plot is, uh, Popeye is feeding his kid, nephew, whatever, uh, spinach, but they don't want that. They want ice cream. They want ice cream. Yeah. And and they, and then Popeye's like, no, let me tell you the story of Hercules. And, Okay, here's the thing. I can't I, I can't like I can't tell anymore whether or not this is a clip show thing or not. Because the structure of this f- is kind of clip showy. Because it's basically Popeye telling a story to like his nephews. But I honestly don't know like I don't know if that's the case. I well, just don't, he was because only telling feels... one story. Yeah. This I feel like this is a complete package. But but okay. But my problem with that is that there's this weird plot thing that's going on. Oh no, actually no. You're you're right. Because since there's a this plot couldn't function without a narrator. So this is definitely this is definitely uh this was definitely original. And, and 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 since that's the case, this they have this weird plot element where instead of like like in the story, Hercules, who is Popeye, uh, instead of using spinach right away, like he eventually does start using spinach, but he starts off by sniffing garlic. And that makes him. He smell. likes the bad smells, as it were. And his nephews rightfully call him out on his bullshit about this, because 
that's not what's going on. Like it, it feels like this is a different story that got like this other thing attached to it. Maybe it was like they wrote the, the Hercules story, but they didn't have enough time or something. And so they added in the nephew plot. Maybe I, I don't know. It's, it just doesn't feel like it was written the way it should have been. I don't know. Hello? Yes, okay. I am. <laughs> that I was am. like a good like six sentence of silence there. I was like, what? Yeah, I'm just meditating on this because I really don't like this cartoon at all. <laughs> um, and I'm just trying to figure out how to articulate why. <laughs> well, let, let me give you some time. I don't know, uh, HC. I feel like... I feel like you have all this stuff with the kids and stuff, because you want to have Popeye as the narrator, and you want to introduce that somehow. And then uh, you use the kids as interstitials to sort of link the scenes a bit. I mean, sure. Because without a narrator, this without a narrator, you don't get across, hey, this is how Spanish becomes a thing. Well, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying, is like, I don't know, it's just... I just don't understand why they went with garlic. Like, like I don't even think that plot element is necessarily needed right away. Like, I think they could have done the exact same thing without the garlic, and it would be a Popeye cartoon, as opposed to this thing where they're adding an element to it that makes me go, what the f*** are they thinking right now? Like, what are they trying to accomplish by adding this other unnecessary thing? Like, I guess they want to add, like, a thing that can be taken away from Popeye, like a crutch or something. So then that way, like he then uses suspension. He does good, but like there's a lot of ways to do that. And the way they did it was very surreal is all my point is. And it's not like, and I was like, I had to look it up. I had to see if it was like, maybe something from like the original Hercules story that, uh, you know, maybe that, that they like are integrating into it, but no, it, like I searched Hercules and garlic and I got two results. Well, not, like two types of results. Pizza places. How many of them pizzas? are from DeviantArt? No, shut up. <laughs> uh, th- th- there's two types of results. Pizza places with pizza that were called the Hercules or this cartoon. That's it. There's also there's also a part like the first thing he says, like the beginning of his story is a little vignette about Hercules saving a baby bird. And I thought like, okay, so they're laying down uh, some sort of grounds for this story to come back. Like maybe the baby bird saves him later or something to that effect. But no, it's just he saves a baby bird and then they never bring it up again. And it's not important to the story but it takes up a lot of time, <laughs> but it never comes full circle. <laughs> uh, and then he fights, I, I guess, what's supposed to be the the, the Bluto analog in this one, which is a Russian Greek guy, <laughs> I guess. Uh, I don't know. I just hate it. I don't want to talk about it, but <laughs> that's what we do here. Um... Yeah, I don't know. It's just three three little segments of switching back and forth between Popeye convincing his uh, shitty offspring to eat spinach uh, and segments of talking about made-up stories that are for some reason related to Hercules and 
they are unsubstantial and boring. Yeah, uh, it's and I do I do appreciate how this ends where uh, the nephews uh, at the very end of the story where like in most like a lot of cartoons from this era would have done where like the kid would have been the kids would be like, oh, boy, and then start just munching down spinach. But in this one, it ends with what is logical for this ending, which is that the kids don't give a fuck and have left mid story and gotten ice cream for themselves. It's like it's a version. Yeah, because spinach is if you're a kid, you hate spinach. I personally don't like spinach and I'm an adult. Oh, yeah. Also, two of Popeye's nephews are named Peepie and Poopie. Just want to put that out there. I don't. I don't need this knowledge in my brain. I really don't. <laughs> pee pee doo doo. He has bad children. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. We didn't say that people, much about. I don't know. We didn't say that. Aside from the first one, we didn't say that much about the cartoons we watched today. And I think it's because they weren't. Worth talking about. <laughs> well, because they sound beat to hell by this episode. I'm just exhausted. I don't know. I didn't like it. <laughs> I mean, we watched a Popeye cartoon in a in a Three Stooges short. That's fair. Of course, it's not. There isn't anything to say. I got the hiccups all of a sudden. I don't know. Oh Good no. Word. Uh. Okay. So let's go ahead and let's go to the prompt. Uh, so uh, every week we have a prompt that we ask our audience to respond to. Uh, and people can respond to us uh, at uh, the, our Twitter account, which is at Toontown Public with the hashtag Toontown Prompt. Or they could uh, also send us an email at ToontownPublicWorks at gmail.com. So let's go ahead and let's get started. We haven't gotten an email in a while. Uh, I'm actually kind of sad because I, I I like getting emails a lot. So if you're listening, uh, just shoot an even if even if it's not related to a prompt, I would like to hear from you about the show or things that you think would be interesting for us to check out or talk about or. Or anything. if you're a Nigerian prince and you need us to send you a million dollars or something to get I mean, out of. We, we don't got. Oh no, we don't got that much, but. I mean, I, I, I'm not following it for the third time. I'm just saying. So um, so let's go to our Twitter and see what we got for responses. We actually got quite a bunch, mostly at the tail end. And I also feel a little bit bad because uh, of the timing of the release. We had to actually uh, put the prompt up before the episode's out. It should be out by the time we're done recording here. In fact, it's already done we just have to post it um and hopefully that won't be a problem in the future uh and for multiple reasons uh but yes the prompt so our prompt was what's a good fucking one it's a real good one yes it is you, you obviously would definitely like this one uh yeah i'm biased what of it <laughs> who is your favorite cartoon cat all right uh and there's a again there's a lot of responses here regarding that and our first response we got from matt stabe 
are at uh, at Stabe Dude. Uh, hopefully, I'm saying your last name correctly. If I'm saying it wrong, please let me know. You are. You <laughs> are. You are saying it correctly. Okay. Good. I'm. I'm one hundred. Uh, I'm one hundred percent certain. So. Oh yeah, that's right. That's your friend. Okay. Uh, they responded just with a picture of Danny from Cats Don't Dance. A- which does. Yeah, that's a real fucking good cat. Have you guys ever noticed yeah. that the cat does dance in that movie? I know it's a weird, it's like a weird blooper. I think. Yeah, it's like they God, they really <laughs> fucked up. It was that a, movie it's is a bad movie. <laughs> it's unwatchable. I expected cats that do not dance, and they could not deliver. <laughs> I know it's so easy. They could just point a camera at a cat. They didn't even have to make it animated, but they basically went out of their way to basically fail that poorly. Oh God! <laughs> why did I? Oh, why did I not think of that cat? That's such a good cat. <laughs> it's and a good cat. Also- I'm shocked that what you didn't. Cho- I didn't know you should choose that one. Like I swear, you. I thought you would have. It's also a great <laughs> movie. So I oh love- no, yeah, it's a fantastic it movie. Cats don't dance. That's a. Uh, Extremely good. It's pure. It really is. Big and loud. Uh, okay. Sorry for the karaoke there. Um, thank Sawyer you. from that movie is also real good. And yes, thank yeah. you so much. Thank you very much, Matt. Uh, so Talon Lardner uh, responded. And they said... For me... It's a tie between M. Ress from Star Trek the Animated Series <laughs> and Princess Carolyn from Brojack Horseman. Um, I'm not going to talk about Princess Carolyn because uh, that's actually my answer. But uh, uh, let's do. You, OK, I don't know anything about the Star Trek Animated Series. Do you know anything about the Star Trek Animated Series? You two gigantic nerds who probably do know something about that. I know. They I? Made, I know they made a live action version. <laughs> I've seen the whole thing. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> it's weird that they made it live action. It seems yeah. kind of like uh, counterintuitive. They can do so much less when it's live yeah, action. I'm, I'm you know? so yeah. <laughs> I'm so tired of Disney and Star Trek adapting their cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> this is the one with uh, Picard, right? <laughs> Yeah. Jesus. Jesus. Captain Captain, <laughs> Captain Picard Jane White. Uh, Captain Captain, <laughs> Captain John Picard. Yes, yes, yes. Enterprise. I am sorry I'm stepping so, over to explaining what the f this cat is. I'm sorry. Yes, please. <laughs> Alright. Just tell it. Well, I'll be quiet now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me let me say words about this, because I got I got big words actually. I got real big words. So Amras is a Katian, which is to say that she is a humanoid anthropomorphic cat person. It's mm-hmm. like, uh, she's got like a little bit of a mane going. She's got yellow slit eyes. Mm-hmm. What's really cool about her is that she is actually voiced by Majel Barrett, which is, well, unfortunately, was well, she's, she's passed on now. Gene Roddenberry's wife. So oh. she, that was a role in which she got to do some VA work. Which is really cool. That is actually pretty cool, yeah. She did a really good job at it, too. Very good cat. Okay, that's good to hear. Ace's cat. Ace's cat. Thank you very much there. 
Dr. B, once again, uh, coming in and saying that their favorite cartoon cat is Cirque. <gasps> Who else? Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, <Aww>, thank you. <laughs> Uh, second place would go to uh, May from Night in the Woods um, for because uh, he's curious, sassy, and super gay. Um, and I say she. Counts. I don't know. I feel like that's kind of. I, I think she should count sorta. Uh, no, she's she's in some animated things, so yeah, I, I I guess it does count. But that counts. Yeah. So let's go ahead and say it works. So thank you very much, Doctor B. Um, Probably favorite cat of 2018 oh. for me. Uh, so Sheeps uh, writes in Ryan Sheeps. By the way, thank you, thank you, uh, thank you, Beeb. Oh yeah, yeah, thank you. Uh, I thought I said that, but if I didn't, then I'm sorry. Yeah, thank you. You did. You did. I just, I just wanted to join in as well. Oh well. <laughs> um, sorry. Continue. <laughs> Sheeps wrote in and said, uh. Close friends call him TC, providing it's with dignity. And it's Top Cat. Top Cat. Uh, that is... This is a complicated one for me because I can't say I've seen a Top Cat cartoon in the last decade. Hell, probably two decades. Uh, so I don't know if it's good or not. But I love the design I'll and I like the concept. I like the character. Good. All I all I know about Top Cat is that I have a group of friends where it's a running joke that he is indestructible. He will live forever and see the heat death of the universe. I mean, that's probably true. Honestly, he will outlive. Us also, all. that Choo Choo is important. Who? Choo Choo from the show. Who is that? Uh, it's the it's the small little purple cat. Oh, that one. Okay, yeah, sure. Fair enough. So thank you very much, Sheeps. Thank you, Sheeps. Uh, Atrix rose in, and uh, they said Felix the cat. And you know what? That's 110% valid, because that is a good cat. I like Felix. He's probably the best cat that we've had on this podcast. You're the best cat we've had no, on this the... podcast. Aww. Yeah, you're the best cat. Mm. Mm. Um, well, except except mm, Brady yeah. Cat. Brady Cat is one. <laughs> through nine no. and Zerk is ten <laughs> I'm not I've, I'm completely ghosting Freddy Cat I'm not even answering his calls anymore like it's, <laughs> he's <laughs> he's no, I don't want him in my life um, <laughs> I don't want him in my nine lives I tried to make that into a joke it didn't work we, <laughs> we did our best hey, I can, it's kind of like a joke there huh. yeah there it's close. Go. I tried. <laughs> it's almost <laughs> a joke. You, it's almost a joke. It's almost a joke. Um, so, so yes, Felix Cat is a very good cat, and I like that cat a lot. So thank you. Uh, he has a very good design. Yeah. So cr- thank you very much, Atrox. Thank uh, you. We got a response from uh, what's uh from Tunify, and they said. Uh, Bonkers Debod Cat, and I'm legit shocked that our audience didn't just jump on that <laughs> that wagon right there and just not stop talking about it. 
There, uh, it's just there are cause... so many yes. cartoon cats to choose from. That's fair. I just feel like that that's like the 90s cat that most would probably assist. Like it's like that and Garfield. Oh, Those are sure. like the two cartoon cats uh, from the 90s that like mattered. <laughs> so I honestly, honestly, when I was going through this, I realized that there are more asshole cats that I hate than cats that <laughs> I like. They, they, we kind of get the short end of the stick compared to dogs. There are a lot of good dogs. There are more. There are more gas cats. Well, to be fair, I mean, cats are gases for the most part. A little bit. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. But I'm sorry, bud. Uh, but bonkers. Yes, good. I just want them to freaking re-release it because I want to actually re-watch it so I can, like, say if I actually like it or not. Because that's the thing. I seen, haven't seen... I've only seen like two episodes of bon- Bonkers, if I'm going to be perfectly honest with you, because uh, I didn't have Disney Channel when it was on and I didn't have Toon Disney when it was on there. So, yeah, that first season is interesting, like, like just just the one thing to sell you off on it. It's Jim Cummings playing against himself, which is fun. That's always fun. I I, I, I like Jim Cummings like doing roles like that that's actually really good you could have stopped that i like jim cummings doing roles well yeah that's that's fair but i don't think he's got a i I don't think he's like itching for roles these days he's pretty he's in every other cartoon let's be yeah but doing roles is my favorite thing he does yes very much so so. um uh, so thank you very much there, Tunify. Uh, Your response is appreciated. Thank you so much. We got uh, a response from Scarlet Salamand or Salmander. Uh, and they said, uh, Danny from Cat's Stone Dance, which we already talked about. But I feel like it's worth a bunch of people with good taste in this episode. Yes. I still, I think it's worth saying that it's still valid. It's still a good cat and still a very good cat. I most definitely, like, when I say I had, like, a crush on cartoon characters when I was young, I didn't really have the words for that. I just knew that I really wanted to hang out with that character a whole lot. Uh, And that was definitely the case with Danny. So, yes, I have. I've been compared to him a lot. I really appreciate it. It's, well, I mean, you. As a good ass cat. You are basically Danny. Let's be real. Like other than the fact that you can't, bit. other than the fact that you can't sing and dance, you're basically Danny. Honestly, I can't actually dance. Oh, you can dance. I can't I mean, actually dance. I did. I did take dance lessons when I was younger, and I did go to like recitals and stuff. Hell yeah! So I guess you just can't sing. <laughs> Which, to be perfectly honest, I I kind of doubt uh, that uh, Danny's voice actor could sing, and they probably got a double. Like they did a lot in that era. <laughs> Um, you mean Bacula? Oh wait, was it Scott? Was it wait? Yeah, it was, was Scott. Scott? Bacula. Yeah, it was. It was Scott. I'm Bacula. pretty sure he can sing, can't oh. he? Yeah, no, Scott Bacula can sing. I'm like, I what? <laughs> How did I not know this? <laughs> <laughs> I I'm legitimately shocked. Like this character that I've only really like this character of like an actor that I've just never really associated with any roles that I've actually seen. And he's been in front of my face the entire time. (laughs) There you go. I, everything Scott Bakula is in 
uh, I just pretend is an episode of Quantum Leap, and he leapt into the character's body. And that that goes <laughs> I mean, for cat. That fair. goes for cat. That goes for cats don't dance as well. Cats don't dance <laughs> is <laughs> is a part of the Quantum Leap universe. You know that would explain. Oh, where am I? That would explain why Danny does some of the things that he does because he's basically forcing himself to like try to fix the timeline or something, as opposed to him <laughs> just being really freaking dumb and naive. Uh, <laughs> so yes, once again, thank you very much, Sal. That's uh, appreciated. Thank you. And uh, let's see, we got one from Major Medley. Uh, and they said, oh, oh, I apologize. She said, Salem from uh, Sabrina the Animated Series. I can't say I've seen the animated version, but Salem is the definition of a good cat. The very definition of a good cat. And like every I'm version of the character. Myself. In the ass right now about the fact that I missed all these good cats. <laughs> and you still miss all these good cats. And you said, God damn it. You said you had like four cats in minds too. It's just like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like I I'm I'm legitimately shocked at you myself. Like I swear you would have counted a lot of these ones. No nope, uh, no no pressure, I'm, but I expect your answer to be the best one, Zerk. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. <laughs> Ugh. Okay. So. Ugh. Salem. Salem is a very good character. I. Extremely good. Uh, I guy. am more familiar with him from the live action Melissa Joan Hart series, which I adored. And apparently he was voiced by the. It, yeah, he was actually voiced. The guy who voiced Salem in that also voiced him in the animated series. So there's that as well. Um, he is. He has some very good animation in the animated series. He's adorable in that. Well, that's good then. I appreciate an adorable cat, as you may well know. Uh, so yes, thank you very much for that. Uh, let me just double check to yeah, see. Yeah, thank all of you. Yeah, let me just double check. There's no hidden ones from me. Nope, that's it. Okay. So, with that, let's get to our responses here. So, uh, let's go... You know, let's shake things up for a bit. I'm going to go first. Okay. Uh, so, my answer, as I alluded earlier, is Princess Carolyn. And I know what you're saying. What a shocker, HT choosing a character from his favorite cartoon television show that he won't shut up about on this podcast and will, like, like, I even considered making Mr. Peanut Butter my favorite dog in the previous episode, uh, and now I'm just going full forward into the Princess Carolyn crutch, uh, but you know what? No, I think Princess Carolyn is a 100% fair answer because she is not only one of my favorite cat characters, she is one of my favorite characters' characters in not just animation, but television, period. Um, she is a complex, interesting woman. Like, if you want to, like, see a portrait of, like, what is actually a well-written, like, woman character, Princess Carolyn is that because she is... Uh, she's definitely flawed. She is 
very smart. Uh, she is incredible. Like she, she is just entertaining. She is funny. And whenever she's on the screen, you're just looking right at her because she nails, like she, she is a very interesting, fun, uh, like take on the workaholic woman trope, you know? Um, Amy Sedaris is a great, like, VA, too. Oh, yeah. Amy Sedaris is just the best. And I love her so much. Uh, So, yeah. I I don't know if I have much more complicated thoughts than just what I've said so far. Other than the fact that a lot of her, like, the the ones that, episodes that focus on Princess Carolyn end up being some of my favorites in the entire series. Like, no questions asked. So... Yeah. Uh, and with that, let's go with KC next. Uh, Snagglepuss. That is a good cat. A very, very, very good cat. He's my favorite. As we've discussed. <laughs> yeah, he, he is He is our favorite gay icon. Uh, <laughs> yep, trying to think what else to say. I feel like for the most part, this one speaks for itself. Uh, Snagglepuss I mean, is very, very good. I mean, we've we've talked about him before on this podcast, so it'd be kind of like belaboring the point a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, yep, yeah. Uh, so, what about you, Cirque? I got a list here, and I'm looking at the list, and I'm freaking the fuck out. I can't, I can't just, I can't just say all of SWAT cats. I feel like that'd be a cop out. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, Razor and T-Bone are fucking great. I love them. There are so many characters in that show that are good, including the literal boss, but she's a cat. But, uh, I got, can, can I just say a couple here? I can't choose. I, I did not Honestly, choose. I did, I, did my, I did my top four for dogs, so. Okay, I can do top four. I, well, not even top four. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, Cirque, just choose. Just, just choose four, and okay. let's do this. Scar and Simba from The Lion King are pretty good. Alright, they're they're good. Okay. Yes. I uh, Jeremy Irons putting in a really, really good turn. Uh Matthew Project doing really good job work there. It's just good animation on them both. Just from a really good movie too. Uh The Cat from Coraline. I'm surprised that he did not come up. Oh yeah, that's, that's a, a that's a very rare uh, instance of a cat in a like cartoon thing acting like a cat and like showing the more compassionate side of that instead of like being like a jerk. He's aloof, but he's very like friendly aloof. And it's also a role you know, that's that you, actually completely fair. Yeah, it's also a role that you don't really see Keith David doing a lot of, which is neat. It's a cool turn for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I uh, definitely uh, agree with that. Oh, shit. I still gotta choose. I got two. I got two slots left. Uh, oh, God. Would adding a fifth slot be better as uh, well? Let, sure. Let's go with that. Uh, we got Oliver okay. from Oliver and Company. That's a good kitten. Very that is an extremely, that might be one of the most adorable cats that's ever been on, like, an animated thing ever. 
I'm pretty Did sure you, someone said Dodger for the dog prompt. So, I mean, we've now gotten covered all the bases now. Bookends, yeah. Oliver and company. And uh, going along with the whole acts like a cat is actually really cool. Like a uh, thing. Mm-hmm. I got lying from Steven Universe. That's a good cat. That's actually a very good cat. Why didn't I think of that? Lion is great. He is big and fluffy and really cool. And he... He likes boxes. Yes, and there's a fun moment in one of the episodes where he gets his uh, feet stuck in a bunch of tires and he does that one thing that... uh, That one line does in that video where he starts walking around all messed up and stuff. It was great. I love him. Yes, very good. Very, very good. Okay. So, I got a bunch of ones that didn't make the cut, such as the, uh, Cheshire Cat from Alice in Wonderland. Uh, the cat from that Mm -hmm. one phone book ad that we got shown, because I fell in love with him as well. Uh, that one cat from Rockadoodle, which I'm not going to say the name of, because I don't remember. Cheapers, I'm all furry. Exactly, that one. And, uh, okay. I do have not Don DeLuise cat from American Tail. that guy on this list. Because <laughs> bad cat, not a good cat. Cat, well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you if you like Tiger. But man, no. there, there is one big one no one has said yet, and we just keep not saying it, and I'm just waiting to see. <laughs> is it the Baron from The Cat Returns? No. Because that's, uh, that's my honorable mention. That's a good one, too. That's a very good one. I I saw that in theaters not long ago, and I definitely remembered why I had a crush on that character (laughs) as a teenager. I think everyone does. He's the suavest motherfucker around. He's great. I don't even think straight people could resist him at this point. (laughs) (laughs) No, you guys guys are going to be shocked when I mention it. Are you done with your list, though? Because I want you to... I want to see... Well, there's one more. Okay, what is it? Sir, no, actually, actually, that that was it. Okay, that was my fifth. Oh, one. I thought the nobody, bear was your honorable mention. I thought this was it. Uh, nobody said, nobody said Sylvester. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. It is a very good point. That's like I don't a, know that's why like a, that is. It's like a super famous cartoon cat. It's like the the most famous one. <laughs> I mean, nobody Sylvester's all right. He's not. He's not one of my he, favorites. Though. Yeah, but nobody said him. It's weird. I don't know. Yeah, I'm also kind of shocked that nobody ended up saying Garfield because while Garfield comic strips are bad, uh, the cartoon Gar- Garfield Friends is actually really funny and actually made me love the character. It's probably why I was obsessed with Garfield as a kid more than the comic strips, honestly. So, or Heathcliff. <laughs> garbage ape. Garbage ape. Garbage ape. Garbage ape. All right, I'm done. Uh yeah. So with that, uh, that is the end of the segment for prompts. Uh, so the prompt for next week. Prompt for next week. Prompt for next week. Hey, we could do we could uh, do cartoon raccoons, but there's kind of slim pickings. <laughs> yeah, no, I was, I was. I, there's no way that we were going to actually do that topic. Uh, Who is your favorite Rocket Raccoon? <laughs> oh, it's Rocket. Clearly, um, you know what. Here's here's my next one. And I'm sorry, this is going to be a triple header, but I promise you after this, we'll have a different theming of the prompt. But who is your favorite 
cartoon fox. I know someone that's going to answer this prompt. There are a lot of people that could answer this prompt, and there's a there's there's two answers that I'm almost certain will come up at least twice, <laughs> if not more. I have a feeling so, that I know your answer, HG. I'm not saying it. I, I, I I'm 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 gonna say you may be shocked. I'm not hundred percent sure what my answer is yet. Okay. And I may try to play against type. That's Who fair. Knows? That's what I do. So yes, thank you for listening to Toontown Public Works. Uh, so if you want to respond to our prompts or any past prompts in the fact, uh, any past prompts in the past, which I was about to say and then I actually did say, um, you can email us at toontownpublicworks at gmail.com. That's toontownpublicworks at gmail.com. Uh, and if you wish to tweet at us, we should have a Twitter post uh, about the same time this episode comes up uh, and it will have the prompt in it and you could reply to that with the hashtag Toontown prompt. I really would like it if you put that hashtag in just because it really does make it a lot easier because like I have missed responses without that hashtag so yes thank you um, so our editor thank you to uh, for Alex this episode for was editing, yeah yeah, thank you, Alex. Yeah, it was Alex. Uh, Aki's taking a small break, uh, and no big deal, but they should be back sometime soon. Uh, in the meantime, Alex is going to do the legwork like we did in the only episodes, and that's totally fine. We're actually not in a bad situation regarding that, so don't worry. Uh, so yeah, thank Alex for Alex. Agreed. We have a website. It's ToontownPublicWorks.com. You can go there to read our show notes and watch the cartoons we saw today. Maybe we'll post that Oscar cartoon if we can find it in a place where it doesn't make it seem like it's like illegally uploaded. Um, <laughs> so, yes. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, and I think from here... We have one more thing to mention, actually. Wait, do I? Yes. Yeah, we do. What is it? Leave a review. You can, you can leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you get this podcast if you think our voices are smooth like butter, or you have a suggestion on things that we need to approve, or if you think this podcast is as hot as Pizza Supper. Just, yeah, get, leave us a review. It helps us in the algorithm. Uh, and tell a friend. If nothing else, if you if you're unable to give us a room, just let us know. Like here, contribute to the Patreon, Patreon.com/ttpw, or you can't, you know, relieve a review. Or if you feel like embarrassed to like do that because you just don't want to be that person, and I get that, uh, go ahead and just tell a friend about us, and that really helps us a lot. Just that word of mouth can get us a lot of people listening, and that's actually really really kind. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, thank you. And now, with that, I am HT the Raccoon. I'm Casey the Dog. I'm Sir the Cat. This has been Toontown Public Works. And these cartoons, they've been earned.